0: Hello, how are you? I uh, just um, wanted to uh, record a couple of thoughts, actually. Um, just made me think a lot today about Ray Wilkins' passing. And I was fortunate enough to have, have known the man, um, working at Sky Sports and elsewhere, different things, I guess, on and off for the last six, seven years. And I know a lot of people have known him better, have done glowing tributes, and it's kind of not so much that. Obviously, I put something on social media just to say, what a inspirational character and kind of... <laughs> Connected it actually to a book that I may have mentioned on here before, Stephen Covey's Seven Principles of Highly Effective People. Definitely worth a read. It's not always the easiest read, but it's kind of got some really cool things there about living life, success in life and business and foundations and principles. And he talks about, I think from the very outset of that book, one of the first principles is to begin with the end in mind. So, you kind of imagine your funeral and how you'd like to be remembered and what people would say about you, not so much as a vanity exercise, but more just to kind of encapsulate the character you want to be and who you want to be during the course of your, your life. And kind of brought to mind Ray Wilkins, actually, just because of the, the things he just, in common, that everyone says are just the fact there's positivity, upbeat, warmth as soon as you met the man, a smile, big handshake. Um, kind of sense of concern for you, a genuine interest in you, um, a sense of, of graciousness, of of respect. Um, and you think about what this man had achieved in terms of 84 caps for England, became a professional footballer with Chelsea at the age of 17 in the 70s, played for Manchester United, played for AC Milan when Serie A was the, the place to be. Um, coached QPR was an assistant coach at Chelsea in the most successful decade of, of the club's history to date um, worked with Carlo Ancelotti I believe and, and some great managers there he didn't let that get to him in any sense there was no ego, no uh, sense of entitlement, no sense of requiring to be treated specially or anything like that, there was almost a down to earth sense that he was kind of putting you um in a prime place of concern so it just really resonated with me in terms of what you want what, what's inspiration in life and obviously to lose ray wilkins at 61 is is tragic particularly those close to him i don't profess to know the man inside and out personally but just working with him and i remember actually feeling mortified because he's at one point at work um he was calling me tom i don't know whether tom white had been on with him previously on sky sports news or something like that maybe the past hour and we crossed over and he he'd just kind of got tom stuck in his head but i actually felt awkward but rather wanted to actually get, ask other people at work to call me Tom in the meantime, so he didn't feel embarrassed. And sometimes you feel that you um you feel almost it, it, it threatened and over intimidated by someone who's, of fame. But it was more the fact you didn't want to to upset him because you know he would be he'd be upset to have to have offended you or to think he might have offended you because he's such a, a nice genial guy, who seemed genuinely concerned with people, genuinely concerned with anyone from floor managers to presenters to producers, whoever it was, a real kind of. Um, convivial guy made you feel very welcome in your own workplace but he um was inspiring and i think obviously tragic to lose at 61 but you think the the tributes out there that everyone's uniformly upset people who didn't know him people who've met him like me on a few occasions at work but people who didn't know him saw him on tv and you know the respect he had as a pundit for people as well you know he'd been there as a player been a top level player he could easily have been a highly critical castigate players for poor touches mistakes managers for things but always very respectful had the sense that he'd been there he understood and he could empathize with people i think that's it came across in his punditry wasn't necessarily not answering questions but he just wouldn't lambast people unnecessarily kind of say oh the young man could do better there and that's like that warmth wasn't a young man he gave everyone the credit and reminded you actually these guys are young guys predominantly professional footballers in their early 20s a lot of them who are inexperienced and are learning and that came across in his analysis his punditry um a so really glowing man from just that that warmth and that understanding that empathy for people that kind of forgiveness and just kind of oh that guy he could have, he'd have been happier with that or the way he phrased it less condemn. we live in a sort of condemning reactionary culture right now I think you know people like to build up heroes and criticize them and we get very angry and entitled if our teams don't win and we sort of think there's an inquest and we have our phone-ins on the radio and we get very kind of animated and feel very affronted and our self-worth in it and i just think he was kind of kind of breath of fresh air and that he was detached despite his enormous success no ego didn't feel like he had to sort of justify himself by critiquing others or, or anything like that and um, and it, or almost to 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 get more work as a pundit that he had to lambast people or, or, or say something heavily opinionated um, just to get a reaction, just to evoke to emotions in the in the viewers or the, the presenter or the other pundits who are on with him um, and just seem to enjoy life, the dangerously well thing, you know? And it's obviously kind of it's a strange feeling that they're hearing that now and the sort of twist on it, but what a phrase and just a sense that he just relished life, you know? He obviously had his health problems with the cardiac arrest before and alcohol problems and things like that, so I'm not saying that it was a, a kind of a painless life for him, and I, I guess that almost brings it to to bear the sense that he did relish and appreciate his life, and that's what you kind of want in your sporting heroes, isn't it? To have done what he did, to being a player manager at Queens Park Rangers. I remember growing up as kind of my main memories of him. I'm a Man United fan, but don't remember him being a Manchester United. I mean, my memories are probably late eighties, early nineties best, and QPR was the time I remember him spraying the midfield, the ball around as kind of like balling guy, in his probably in his mid-30s at the time, but seemed a lot older. And I think his skill level, I think someone said today, Gareth Southgate, who has a brief spell at Crystal Palace, and Gareth Southgate said, you know, his technical prowess as a player would have been much better suited to the modern game and the modern pitches and been revered more maybe than it was in, in his era of more rough, tough, British predominantly um, players in the in the top top level in uh, in England. And he obviously played in Serie A in Italy and... I guess those technical aspects would have been more appreciated perhaps by, by that crowd in Milan at the, at the time. But yeah, I just thought Ray Wilkins' real kind of inspiration, as Stephen Kobe said, begin with the end in sight, and it kind of reminds me you know, every day that you, you're going to die and you want to leave an impression and you want to do the best you can, be the best you can, and, and uh, be as pleasant and understanding and, and kind of kind and gracious in as many situations as you can. And if someone with his achievements can be like that, so humble and um, so uh, non-egocentric, non-arrogant, then there's hope for all of us, isn't there? Um, but yeah, just my thoughts, guys. Let me know if you've had any thoughts and recollections of him or anything about life, living it to the best you can, and that feeling, isn't it, a powerful thing of thinking, well, I am going to die, and how do I want to live, and how do I want to appreciate it, and what a miracle it is to, to be alive. And I think he felt, yeah, that's kind of what he brought to life to me and sort of personified in my interactions with him at work. Anyway... Hope you're well. Uh, the more upbeat one soon, for sure. Um, I've been asking people about uh, why they like sport and playing or what or what what it brings to their life and adds to their life playing sport and uh, watching it as well. I'm going to ask as well on social media whether people prefer uh, playing it or watching it. Certainly for me, it's playing it still now. Love it in my job. Well, I've watched a lot of sport a bit from the studio, a lot of live TV now from the studio, but. You know playing it for me was just magical it's kind of like my sort of uh meditation i guess the kind of escape and the immersion of, of playing it but anyway yeah get in touch with any thoughts ed draper 81 on twitter i'm a sports broadcaster based in the uk if you're new to this uh, kind of audio blog at the moment going to get guests on as well but just playing with it because it's through anchor and as you know if you're listening to this you probably play with it yourself just to, be able to record on your phone awesome app just my ph- my phone up to my ear doing this and it's it's really good I work for TV Sky Sports in the UK and I've worked for radio as well, including the BBC and uh, did my college degree, my master's in journalism in the States, worked there a little bit. So big interest in lots of sports, particularly boxing and football, but American sports as well. Um, by football, I mean obviously English football, not American football, NFL. Um, but yeah, ed underscore 81 on Instagram as well. Uh, put a few sort of videos up there and things just kind of things that come to mind about sport and life. Hence the name of the uh, the blog slash podcast. But yeah, guys, speak to you soon. Take it easy. Bye.